it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. And joining me as always, the triumphant trio, Brian Anthony Davis. What's going on, Brian? I am loving life. Uh, the Super Bowl's over. The offseason is in full swing. I'm uh, I'm looking on the live chat here, Jeff. Lumberzack says we've got the A-team. Feels like Dave would be Mr. T, LOL. I take exception to that. A pitiful. Bad attitude, <laughs> Baracus, Mr. T, B-A. Nah, I, I've got to be Mr. T. And you know Mr. Well, T has some 2 a.m. stories. I'm sure he does. And with that, we bring in <laughs> Dave Schofield, the other co-editor behind the seal curtain. What's up, Dave? How are you? I'm all right. It's Brian... Is, is is the headgear like a tribute to Bruce Arians or something? I was just wondering oh, what's, what, what's going on there. With the, with you need the, the shades. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's... Whoa, 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 whoa. I missed it. My brother. He says, I'm Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, okay, let's, we'll get away from the 18. Jeff probably doesn't even know about. the 18. That's probably I, I'm not a, not a huge 18 guy. Anyways, um, the shocker of the century right there. Uh, a, a little <laughs> known fact, though, about the A-team, it premiered just minutes after the Washington Redskins beat the Miami Dolphins in Super Bowl Seventeen. So there you go. Yeah. How about that? Right. <laughs> Let's start off right before we got on the air. Uh, Bruce Arians obviously was mentioned here just in the intros. Uh, guys, I want to get your reactions to the Super Bowl. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but I do want – we haven't talked since – Last Thursday, obviously, Brian. What was your take on the Super Bowl? Good game, bad game, anything else? Go ahead. It was a game, and it was still had the magic of the Super Bowl. My one major take is 
that was a coaching win. You want to put the MVP and give it to Tom Brady? Fine. Some people said LeBron James came out and said, hey, give it to the entire defense. Now, man, give it to Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles. Because I got to tell you, I have never seen a quarterback, a running quarterback, run for his life like that on every single play, running around. I was waiting for the Benny Hill theme music, how often he was running for his life. But it was amazing. And nobody has made that Kansas City Chiefs team look that just they looked too human. And it, it was it was kind of great to see. I didn't know who I was rooting for until the game started. I kind of fell into it that, you know, I kind of want to see Kansas City lose at, the, at this point. And so I was pleased with it. Was not a good game. If you're looking for classics, it's not unless you're in Tampa. My last thing to say about it, I'm not acknowledging the phrase Champa Bay. Ah, that, that stinks. We're still the city <laughs> champions. Dave, what are your thoughts on Super Bowl 55? Um, my question is, was there any playoff game that was absolutely amazing this year that stands out? I'm trying to think. I just, you know, you know what I'm saying? It was like, wow. I thought, that I game thought was... the Tampa Bay Green Bay game was entertaining. I thought it was yeah, a good game. Yeah. There was some scoring and it was. I missed part of that game. So. Um, other than that, I can't, nothing, nothing comes to mind. Yeah. So well, just... the Cleveland Kansas city game wasn't bad either. If they don't yeah. fumble into the end zone and have the rule with the touchback, that's a different outcome altogether. Yep. So and that rule sucks. We, it, we all know that it does. Absolutely. But go ahead. Anyways. Yeah. Um. So what I'm saying is it's not that the game was, it's not like it was the amazing postseason, And then you kind of had this dud at the end. It wasn't that it kind of fell into where everything was. I'm very disappointed in myself because being a former offensive lineman and offensive line coach that I did not put so much emphasis on the offensive line play that that's that I made the mistake of taking Kansas city, knowing that they were struggling with their offensive line. That right there should have been enough to tell me that they're not, that they were going to have problems and boy, oh boy, did they have problems? Yeah. I I actually didn't think the game was entertaining. I, I felt Tampa Bay was really dominant. And if you think about the goal line stand where they weren't able to punch it in on fourth down, if they score there, it's even worse. And yeah. so um, I, I do want to mention a couple things. Uh, and this is more about the Kansas City Chiefs. So Tyron Matthew and Tyreek Hill, if you're going to be brazen enough to talk trash and then all of a sudden it gets brought back to you, please don't come whining back to the media. Okay. And I'm mainly Tyreek Hill. So if you don't know what happened in the earlier, there was the Sunday on Thanksgiving is when these two teams played in the regular season. Tyreek Hill goes absolutely berserk in the first half of the game. He does a flip. (laughs) He does a flip into the end zone and does the peace sign as he's going in. And so Antoine Winfield, I think I got his name right. I know his last name's Winfield, but still the safety, he gets a shot at going up and giving the peace sign back and Tyreek Hill's crying and all this stuff. Give me a break. That was the epitome of, the team that was considered the champs getting smacked in the mouth and they're not used to it and they don't know what it's like. And Tyron Matthews going to say, well, Tom Brady called me this or that. He's, it seems like he's going down that route, which is fine. That's his, Hey, you say what you want, but Tom Brady's proven time and time again, if you're going to start jawing with him, he's going to come right back at you. And I'm not talking about from a mouth thing. He's going to mouth off, but 
that really rubbed me the wrong way for the Chiefs. Like, if I was a Chiefs fan, I'd say, man, we look like really sore losers at this point because we're the ones that are always up. We're piecing it out as we're walking into the end zone and we're drawing to the other, when we're up by 20. And then all of a sudden, you're getting smacked around on the world's biggest stage for the NFL Super Bowl. Everyone's watching. Keep your mouth shut and, and you got to take it. You just got to take it. You know, just my if personal You're going to talk the game. You've got to be able to take it when the tide is turned back on you. Absolutely. But honestly, in his defense, whose defense? Matthews. Oh, okay. I that was an interception, and that was a terrible. Oh terrible yes, ball. absolutely. So no, 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 I mean, no. he did get to Tom Brady, and the officials took that away from. Him. I don't think that changes the outcome of the game. No, no, but no, no, it no, was no. still pretty lousy. That you know, you had it. He gets an interception in the Super Bowl, and it's taken away from him for nothing. Yeah, it, the Tyreek Hill thing really mad, made me mad because Tyreek yeah. Hill is like pleading to the officials, like, "Oh, look what he's doing!" It's like, "Come on, man, you do backflips and that stuff." All the give me a break. I know yeah. Brian loves Tyreek Hill, but let's no. let's get away from this. Quality Super human Bowl. being, right there, Brian. <laughs> let's get yep, away. From, don't get me started. <laughs> let's get away from the Super Bowl for a second. Some other news that happened Please. over the weekend. I want to get Charles' take on the fact that T.J. Watt did not win Defensive Player of the Year. This has been a it's kind of worn its welcome in terms of everyone's kind of talked about this, but again, we haven't talked since last Thursday. Um, I talked about it on my show that I do separate from this, that I'm not allowed to talk about anymore on this show, <laughs> but um, ultimately I want to get Brian's take. What was your take on the defensive player of the year? I woke my family up yelling and um, <laughs> I, I was, I was ticked off because look, I don't, want to get into the fact that i mean we had some people come up on our 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 slack channel and you know jeffrey benedict had a good article that wrote about it is like well here's the reason why in this look then don't make it a defensive player of the year award if you're going to have one one guy that gets double teamed and another guy that doesn't have a chance but he has better stats but because this guy's facing more interior guys and, and now that's the cool thing to do to make the excuse why he didn't win it not TJ's not making the excuse but well I guess it was fair that he won it now look at this if they were head and shoulders apart I'd have no problem with it but this just reminds me of the days when Michael Jordan would win the the MVP award because they had to because he was Michael Jordan and that's kind of what I feel is going on here. Um, Aaron Donald is fantastic. I've been a big fan of Aaron Donald because I follow pit football. I love what Aaron Donald does, but it was TJ Watt's time to win it. And when you're that close and a guy has two and a guy has zero and the guy has better stats, I think that guy wins the face off. But I know we can, we can go ahead and poke some holes into everything that I said here, but I was just really ticked off about it. Dave, what was your take? Um, well, don't you didn't you already know my take because I put it out there on my on my stat geek, and I know you guys are both religious listeners of that show. So um, no, um, I, I did say something about it at the end because as a person who's the stats person, you would think that I'd be like all o- all over to TJ Watt stats. My my take on this is if I look at it objectively, it was a coin flip between these two players. Um, yes, TJ Watt had the better stats in a lot of those categories. Do I think Aaron Donald should have, um, you know, oh yeah, he's double teamed. You know what? All defensive tackles are double teamed more than edge rushers. It's how it works. You know, you're just saying, you're saying, well, they double teamed Donald. Well, 
they double team defensive tackles. So you're saying that you would give it to that position just based on that position, not how he played that position. I think what happened was when it comes to the voters, and this is it's, this is all about voting. This is all about how you present it and everything else. And even though the playoffs aren't supposed to come into it, you can't say that they don't. And frankly, I think what cost TJ Watt, the defensive player of the year, was not playing in week 17. That if he yeah. plays in week 17, he gets another sack, he does something else there, everything else, that it's a more fresh in your mind, and then he wins. But just the way that the voters are, that's why I would have voted for Watt. I thought going into it, it was a coin flip. So I wasn't saying I didn't think he was robbed, but I do think that he had a, legi- a legitimate chance to win it. I think I just want to point out how difficult this is as voters. Like if I don't obviously none of us have a vote. If I did, think back to last season. You know, you, Stephen Gilmore wins it last year. T.J. Watt had a great year last T.J. year. T.J. Watt should have won it last year. And Aaron Donald had a great year last year. Yeah, you're talking about three tremendous defenders that play three completely different positions yeah. where how do you compare the statistics of a cornerback up to, you know, an Aaron Donald who's playing on the interior defensive line. It's, it's so difficult and it comes it's down like to saying a tight end or a wide receiver. Exactly. How do you compare them? It comes down to the eye test. That's what it comes yeah. down to. And a lot of people feel that Aaron Donald, because it's very obvious because the cameras always zoom in on him getting double and triple team. And sometimes him still making plays, it's just it's a different game in the interior of the defensive line. Okay, don't want to spend a lot of time on that. Let's get to other news that happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. I think the biggest news, they did finalize their coaching staff. Um, Chris Morgan was officially brought on as the – now they made this official. Um, the assistant offensive line coach, Chris Morgan, was hired. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mike Sullivan, not the Penguins coach, officially named the quarterback's coach for the Steelers. We're not sure yet if they're going to fill the secondary coaching vacancy left by Tom Bradley, which they might not, but they added a coach. They added a position. Now, I cannot remember since I've been running the site in some way, shape, or form them ever having a quality control coach. What in the heck does a quality control coach do? Dave, tell me, please. Um, Follow around Matt Canada and do whatever he needs. It's his personal assistant. I mean, that's what this guy did for three years in college. He followed Matt Canada everywhere. You know, he went from he went from with Canada at Pitt. When Canada went to LSU, he followed Canada there. When Canada left there and went to Maryland, he followed Canada there. He's basically his personal assistant. So they give him a title, and now he's with the Steelers. He's got to be doing something. Oh, yeah. That's well, I mean, he's like, what was that? Okay, that, that's really good information. I'm not saying it isn't, but yeah. what exactly is he going to be doing besides being an assistant to Matt Canada? Analytics? Is he a get back sure. coach? Is he going to be pulling Matt Canada back off the field like uh, <laughs> like yeah. McVay does? Like McVay yeah. is a coach that falls him around that just pulls him back off the field. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, when I was coaching <laughs> high school football, he was a guy. He was a, an old guy that wanted to help coach, so he was the get back coach. Get that back, get back, all, get back. All the players. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Brian. What does a quality control coach do, in your opinion? Gets the well, beer, I had a get back coach um, <laughs> back in college. You know, I I uh, I had to have somebody go to the bar with me at two a.m. and say, "Hey, get back, Brad, get back." You know, <laughs> can't go near that one. Um, now, seriously, 
I don't know what a quality control coach. When I think of quality control, Jeff, and you and I joked about this before, <laughs> I think of the guy on the Campbell soup line go making sure that the, the cans go out in quality form or the guy checking my fruit of the looms. The guy that's inspector number 67 that's checking out my underwear, I think that's the quality control guy. Before I get it, my underwear's good because number 67 made sure that my underwear was going to fit right and feel very good. There you go. Dave, um, go ahead. I'm going to bring this up just because I heard this as well, that uh, Scott Hudson said um, in the live chat, he says, I read that he will be prepping for games two and three weeks down the road. Also yeah, this is this is a long this is long term game plan. That, in other words, that they're getting ready. So, when, let's say this, as soon as the Steelers' week one game is done, and they're like, "All right, we're turning to week two. Boom! He should have everything there, ready, organized to hand to the coaches to say this is the plan with this moving forward, and have a lot more broken down." I heard that that's one might be one role that he has. Bottom line is, I mean. Antoine Randall was an off was an offensive assistant coach yeah. with with Tampa Bay, who now looks like he'll be the wide receivers coach in Detroit. But what did he do? He was just labeled an offensive assistant. It's kind of the same thing. It's whatever you need to have him do. If that's true, what you said, and that he's just going to have it, it, it makes sense. It makes total sense that Mike Tomlin is going to look at the schedule and say, "Okay, in week three we play Baltimore," and he goes, "Coach, here you got it." You've got every single Lamar Jackson breakdown, every single run, every single pass, every third down play. You've got everything you could possibly need. My question isn't that. That's fine. It's you have a billion-dollar organization. How do you not have that already? That's what That's what I want to know. How do you not have that in place already? That feels like something that should be very elementary in terms of here's your job, very important job. Make sure you get everything to us on time. Make sure it's organized. I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay. Moving on from the quality control coach, getting beer, inflating footballs, as Big Bro says in the uh, live chat. Let's talk about the, the title of this episode. It's free agents. So the Steelers have this ridiculous list of free agents. I mean, a ton of free agents. I can't remember a time they've had this many unrestricted free agents coming up in an offseason. And we all have heard the talk about who they should keep and all that stuff. I've decided because Dave actually, I got this from his article he wrote for uh, Thursday. He wrote six free agents the Steelers could end up keeping for 2021. And I agreed. I was really mad that he put Jordan Berry on the list because I makes me want to puke. But still, of course, they're going to keep Jordan <laughs> Berry off from the minimum and he sticks around. That's, they have that's a fine. punter on the practice squad. Give the guy a legitimate chance. But sure, to win give him a job. chance, but why not bring Berry into camp? And then if he doesn't, I'm not saying he makes the team. I'm just saying they bring him back for the offseason. I've seen enough of him. I don't need to give him a tryout. I'll bring someone else in. Okay. But anyways, um, I was like, well, what about the, what about the free agents that we, and everyone can have a different list, by the way, or like, you know what? I'm fine to let this guy go. Like, seriously, he can go and for, it can be for whatever reason if it, for me, like Jordan Berry can leave and never come back. Cause I don't think he's good at what he does. He might be a good holder, but he's a crappy punter. I have no interest in seeing Jordan Berry wearing a Steeler uniform ever again. And so that's an example. We'll just leave it at that. So let's start with you, Brian. Uh, who is a free agent for whatever reason that you're like, you know what? I'm okay if they leave. Who Give me one. This, this is a, uh, a guy that I absolutely love. 
I'm I thinking that if Villanueva wants to go, and I think he's going to go, that it's okay that he goes. Now, I don't think he had the bad year that a lot of people thought he did, but I can see where that position is changing um, for the Steelers. They're, they're revamping that offensive line. They have some guys behind him that with Chooks and with Banner, even though Banner is a free agent as well, but because of Banner's situation, they can go ahead and bring him back for limited money. They, they don't have to, they can give him the one year prove it deal that he signed last year that didn't get a chance to prove it. So that kind of paves the way for um, Alejandro Villanueva to go ahead and make his exit. And I just think it's uh, time to get younger on that line. Has nothing to do with uh, with his play. I just know he's winding it down. And it's time to go ahead and say, yeah, all right, we're going at, going ahead and we're going ahead and moving on. And it probably starts with Villanueva. Real quick, Dave, quick reaction on Big Al. Is him you okay with that, or you say try to keep him? It's not as much as trying to keep him. It's just I don't know that he's going to keep playing. I mean, that's my thing. He may retire. I, I don't know that he that he that he's going to. I mean, maybe he works out something with the Steelers and he does come back on the cheap. But you're not. I wouldn't even pay him what they paid him last time, which wasn't all that much. You know, so I I think most likely he's going to go, but I think he might just decide to not play anymore. I'm I'm okay if he goes, but I'm also not going to be upset if he stays. Okay, I could see Big Al leaving. I really could. Yeah. Dave, who's on your list? Well, and we're going to go have, through more than once, by the way. Yeah, I'll go say I I have several. Just go. I'll one. start with this one, Sean Davis. Okay. Sean Davis came back this year. I mean, he's going to help give the Steelers a compensatory draft pick because he still counts as Washington's because they signed him. Then they cut him, and he comes back to Pittsburgh. But, I mean, he he doesn't – for someone who's going to be a reserve in your secondary, he doesn't really do the special team stuff. That's why I think you keep somebody like a Jordan Dangerfield as your reserve over Sean Davis. It's not like he was doing a ton – um, I mean, if he wants to stick around for cheap again, that's fine. But if he wants to go try to earn a spot where he gets more playing time and gets some more money, more power to you. Go ahead. And I remember when Davis came back to the Steelers, we're like, this is great. He can be a great depth piece. And even when he got to play in week 17, it just, or I think it was week 17 where it just, it just didn't but seem. Didn't just. you kind of breathe a little bit easier? Just knowing that there was somebody before yeah. your rookies, just in case one of those two guys went down, which they didn't. So therefore, yeah. He did what we wanted him to do. Brian, you okay with Sean Davis getting the axe? That's your that's your blood. I know that. You want to see your son get cut? Yeah, my nephew. Um, <laughs> that's your no, nephew. I mean, I'm sorry. Actually, yeah, Carlos, Carlos is, is my Carlos son. is your yeah, son. My, my nephew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bring on the Davises. We're, we're taking over. Um, you, you know, I, I have no problem with that. I mean, Sean Davis was brought in for a reason last year, and and. Uh, that really didn't use him that much. Like Dave said, week 17, he's in there. And, you know, it, it was nice to know that uh, he could do something, but probably not a reason to bring him back. All right, my turn. I'm going to go with someone that typically I'm not going to suggest getting rid of someone or just letting them go um, when you would probably have to replace them. You know, you think about Alejandro Villanueva, you figure Zach Banner might be sticking around, in which case there's your automatic in. I'm going to go with James Conner. I, I hate to say this, but he's my son's favorite player. He's a great story. He's an area guy. He played, went to Pitt. I just think that it's time for him to move on. I think it's time for him to get a fresh start somewhere. 
Um, and I think let's be honest, Steeler fans are just sick and tired of, of him not being available. And I, I really hope that what gets ushered in here with Matt Canada is a new style of running game, as well as a new approach to how they divvy out the reps, in which case you don't need a bell cow back anymore. You have situational players for certain situations. I'm going to go as far as saying James Connor, like, we'll see you later, man. I'm good luck. God bless. And good luck wherever you land. Brian, what do you think? I'm probably in the minority here. I'd like to see James Conner stick around because if he, uh, if you bring it, you put in the new system, you don't have to be a bell cow back. But when he, when the offensive line, if the offensive line, and I don't think it's going to take too much for the O line to get fixed. I think the O line could be much better in 2021 with a little bit of tinkering. And I think if you can get him on a decent deal, a hometown discount, because look, I don't think he's going to command a lot of money elsewhere. I really don't think he's going to command a lot. He made, in his first contract, he made 735000 a year. And if you could get him for uh, even double that at one point five, that's kind of a bargain for a veteran back that you, kn- that you know you can trust. And I know you mentioned the health. I just kind of think that uh, I don't think his time really is up. I think it's going to be, but I think he could contribute on this team. Dave, what are your thoughts on James Conner? Yeah, just to, to bring up the health, he did miss the majority of week one, and that's when Benny Snell actually ran for over 100 yards. Yep. But other than that, the only time he missed was due to COVID. And I don't, I don't, I'm not knocking any player that missed well, time uh, yeah. due to COVID this year. Because so if you want to say they're in, you know, Stefan Tuit, everyone talked about him with injuries in the past. You know what? The only games he missed this year was because of COVID. In my eyes, he didn't miss any games, you know. Just because right. of that, because that's it. that's the NFL in 2020. When it comes to Connor, just like almost every person on this list, if if you're taking a deal that's not that's either at the league minimum or not much above it, like a I'll say like the Stefan Wisniewski deal last year, I'd keep almost any of these guys. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, my thing is with Connor, it's okay to me. It's not almost like he can go. It's okay if the Steelers lose him because someone else pays him. It's all not almost like yeah, you can go. I'm okay if someone's going to pay him that the Steelers don't. That's kind of the way I'm looking at him and a bunch of these guys. All right, I can't can't argue with that. Brian, who's your next player? Your next free agent? That you're like, I'm okay with it. They just get out of here. The anchor, Matt Filer. I have no problem with his exit because of uh, what they are putting putting together there. Look, if it's a face-off between Filer and Dotson at guard, we were so disappointed of what happened in the uh, in the wild card game. We hated that. Dotson should have gotten the start. Dotson is probably your future at guard there. DeCastro is not going anywhere for at least another year. You kind of need that guy, that veteran presence to stick around. I think injuries hurt that guy. I don't think there's a place for Filer. Now, a lot of people are saying send him back to tackle, but you know that they're going to be looking at drafting an offensive tackle. They're also going to, uh, I mentioned the fact that you do have the possibility of a Chooks and a Banner for the money that he's going to command. And he's going, I mean, he's probably going to get a significant raise. He's probably looking at about, a five six million dollar deal that PFF is is go is projecting that he's getting, and what Dave said, look, if another team's going to pay him, I don't need to welcome him back. And here's the situation here: another team's probably going to pay him, but I don't want to pony up a lot for Matt Filer 
when there's when he really was not needed at the very end of 2020. Dave, what are your thoughts on Filer? My thoughts are on Filer, I think, was, are going to be much more clear come March 15th because the only reason you want to keep Filer around for sure would be if someone like a DeCastro and a Pouncey, no banner comes back, no big Al. If everybody else is gone, then his value becomes a little bit more. I just don't think that's going to be the case. I think I think it's going to be that, that the other options are better. I think someone will pay him in that range, you know, maybe in that four to five million dollars a season, like BJ Finney got. I'd see it just like Finney. I'm not going to sign him for that amount if he's going to go. But if no one does and he's way cheaper than that, then I'm fine with having that versatile depth piece that could play anywhere. I think with Filer, to me, it's all about DeCastro. I have this gut feeling. There's no sourcing here. There's no news. There's no I'm hearing rumblings or anything like that. I could see David DeCastro retiring. I don't know why it is. I could see him saying I'm done. I could see him saying I don't need this anymore, especially if like Villanueva leaves. That's what I was going to say. leaves. Those are his I guys. I think they're all tied together. Yeah, and I, I think that he could. This stuff I, with yeah. Ben means everything. So if DeCastro says – I'm calling it a career. Then you got to keep Filer. You got to keep him. You can you can put him on either side, and you got to keep him. And but it's you'd the have only the money to keep him. Well, you absolutely yeah. would. You absolutely would have the money to keep him. So, all right, Dave, who's your next on the list? My next. Oh, I I got a good one. I got to save it for the next time around. Um, th- these are can can these are kind of a cop out. You know what? Okay, I'll go with this one. Chris Wormley. Okay. You know, he I was don't on my list. He was on I don't my see list. Chris Wormley sticking around. I mean, the way the Ravens set up their rookie contracts, the Steelers paid him a good bit this year for, for a guy that you thought would have, you know, would have been cheaper, kind you know, kind of like the Minka Fitzpatrick deal where a lot of the you know money was already paid in a bonus early. His the last year of his deal was a pretty decent sized salary. I was thinking it was over two million. Um but I just don't know. I mean, the only way you keep him, even if you keep him, he's he's not going to be your nose tackle. So he's just going to be the depth piece behind, um, behind, to it and Hayward. So I mean, unless he's wanting to once again, unless he's sticking around for bottom dollar, you have your younger other bottom dollar guys like Mondo, like Brian Son, like Bugs that could that could do the same role. I Wormley was when they made that trade with Baltimore, which is so rare, anyways. You, I, I've made, I remember saying, why do they need this player? But why are they getting this guy? Uh, their, their defensive front seemed like it was in they place him in the draft. <laughs> I know that. And he was a Steeler fan growing up, blah, 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 all this crap. But still, I mean, they had bugs. They had Alawalu still there. Two, it was back. Hey, we're just signed a new deal. When they made, I was like, I don't understand why they're doing this, but. Nonetheless, I agree. I, I'm okay with the if he goes. Brian, any thoughts on Warmly? No, that that's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, let's take out a big. Let's bring out a big name. I said James Conner last. I'm gonna go with Bud Dupree this time. Why? Because I think that even if it was just for a one-year deal, was that your next one, Dave? <laughs> that was the one I was waiting to the end because I know <laughs> it might make people mad. No. That was my ace in the hole. <laughs> it's it's not. Trust me, when people might hear this, they might say, what? Bud Dupree, what? No, it's because I Dupree can play. A, he's coming off an ACL. That's number one. 
two, even if it's like, oh, you want a one-year show me deal. Like Pro Football Focus said that he's going to get one-year $10 million that for that one year from Indianapolis. The Steelers can't afford that. They can't afford to pay him one. If they were going to do that, they might as well just franchise tag him again. That would be like almost gonna, $18 million. I know. It would be a <laughs> lot of money, but it's still a lot of money. They can't. I don't even think – and do you want to bring back Dupree? And look, I just don't think that it's going to work out. I don't think there's going to be – I don't think he's going to play on a one-year show me deal. I think there's going to be a team out there that says – we like you enough. We think, you know, and here we are in, in 2021 rehab for an ACL tear is not what it used to be. You should be good to go by the time the regular season rolls around next year. And they'll give him a, a, a lucrative contract and he's, he has deserved it. But with that said, I just think that the writing's on the wall that he won't be back. And that's fine with me. That's fine. Dave, you're oh, chomping at the bit. I'm chomping at the bit because this was the one I wanted to bring up that I thought. Go ahead. Like, no, why? So I'm glad you did. Three words. Cost over replacement. Yeah. If it's going to cost even, I mean, think about it. If if you would have told us last year that you were going to get ten, uh, get Bud Dupree for ten million dollars, oh my goodness, everyone would have been all over that when that was when that negotiation was going on when he was going on with the franchise tag. Um, but let's say it's only ten million dollars. That's still too much because you've got Alex Highsmith going into a second year. $1 million on the, on the on the salary cap versus Bud Dupree, $10 million. Are you telling me that Bud Dupree or is $9 million better than Alex Highsmith? Then if you bring it, him back, then you're talking about Highsmith. That, I'm not saying that Alex Highsmith is better than Bud Dupree right now. I'm not saying that. I think that would that's, that's a little bit too crazy for me. But you do expect rookies to play better their second year. And you also have to say that Alex Highsmith was better than Bud Dupree was in his first two, even three years. So if Highsmith is going to get better, if you bring Dupree back and Highsmith isn't getting that playing time, you're actually kind of doing him a disservice. That's why I thought it was a brilliant pick as a third round comp pick last year to take Highsmith, because you could find out in that rookie year by having him be the guy backing up the other two, if he could be that guy, or if you're going to have to address a lot of draft capital in the next guy to be that guy. So I think the Steelers took a, took a shot on him out of a small school and they got their answer. And that now makes Bud Dupree not worth that much salary, even though he's a very good player. I am going to miss him. Brian thoughts on uh, Dupree. The Steelers have prepped for this. We have prepped as Steeler nation. We know that Bud Dupree is leaving. You mentioned Indianapolis, Tennessee Titans are there really big in the mix for uh, Bud Dupree. It just doesn't seem like I, I've reserved the fact that when he limped off the field against Baltimore, that I knew that he was not going to be coming back in a Pittsburgh Steeler uniform. Just uh, I just knew it was going to happen. Would I love to keep the guy? Absolutely. You just, if our salary cap was that of Cleveland's or like a, a, if we had a cap situation where we can throw money at him, I, I think the Steelers would. And I think they, they would possibly look at that. But everything Dave said about Alex Highsmith is true. We just talked about the guard situation. We talked about Kevin Dotson. So when they went ahead and they made investments in that draft, they were looking at 2021 and looking at three guys. And we're probably going to talk about that other guy soon. But the two guys that we're talking about first, Kevin Dotson 
to replace a guy like Filer to be the future of that line. And Alex Highsmith was brought in as a replacement. We had a headline on a podcast. I can't remember the exact headline, but all I know it's like was this was the drafting of these three guys. Was it the future and was it a message to guys like Bud Dupree and to others? So they drafted these guys to make sure that they had a plan going forward for 2021. I don't think they they thought that any of the big free agents were going to be back. And that's why they made these moves. So the next guy that we're going to talk about when it's my turn is going to be the third guy in that equation. Go ahead, Brian. What's the third? I mean, it's it's easy. It's probably the one on everybody's list, Juju Smith-Schuster. He was on my list. And and here's the thing. It's looking more and more like uh, he's going to take his brand and go to a big city like the New York Jets. Uh, Las Vegas is is saying that they're high on him. Uh, it's just, I you know, a lot of people say, well, Juju wants to stay in Pittsburgh. He would take a hometown discount. He's not going to take a hometown discount because a lot of these players, I know he's not a running back, but if you're a running back, you definitely look at this could be your last contract. But you've got to think about it. When you've got four years in the league and then you're going for the second contract, a lot of these guys that only have a shelf life of eight years, because I think that's the average for an NFL player, eight seasons, seven seasons. Dave, back me up on that. Is that is it somewhere around there, the the league average? How long? How, how many? Like the average uh, NFL player? A career, yeah. It's like seven years. It's like, no, it's like three and a half. Okay. It's low. Well, but um, I mean, guys that are drafted higher, obviously, you know, if you're talking, I think the number you're quoting is, is what is it, like, top three rounds of the NFL draft. Yeah. That's their average. Yeah. It's something like that. You're, you're looking yeah. at seven or eight years. So this is going to be his second contract. This might be his only big contract <laughs> to, to go ahead and sign. I don't see him sticking around for it. The Steelers are a wide receivers factory. They have been for a number of years. Are they going to get the heart and soul of a Juju Smith Schuster when he's on the field? No. They're not going to have the Heinz Ward mode of a blocker that we saw a lot of last year. He had 97 catches, led the team, but his yardage was, it was hardly anything. So he did make a difference last year, but they can replace that production. They brought in a guy. I talked about the other guys they brought in. They brought in Chase Claypool, knowing that Juju probably wasn't going to be back. They brought in Deontay Johnson the year before. I know you could talk about his 14 drops and everything, but he's electric and and uh, he's definitely in the equation too. So is there room for Juju Smith-Schuster? I'm not sure. They, uh, they could... Okay, you guys laugh at me. <laughs> he, said no it's electric. he said electric, and I was like, walkie, walkie, walkie. <laughs> you saw me mouth it, didn't you? Okay. I'll take that. That's fine. But, okay. I'll drop the mic. You know what I'm saying. I can't follow that. <laughs> Uh, Dave, go ahead. You want to talk about Juju if you want to go to your next one? I don't have no. any more on my list, believe it. No. He's doing the electric slide. <laughs> I can cl- I can gladly say I have never done that before. Uh, the electric slide. That is, uh, I can proudly say I've never performed that. Um, but anyway, um, that's what you, never mind. Um, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> um, back to Juju Smith-Schuster. The only way I see him sticking around in Pittsburgh is if 
he says, you know what? I'm still think I'm going to have a chance. I'll take a gamble and still have a chance to make my money. If I want to stick around for one or two years on an average deal to continue to play with Ben and see if we can get a, get a, get a trophy together. Do I see that happening? I do not. But to me, that's the only way it would happen. So I think he's gone. Yeah, I want people to remember when they listen to this segment, this is not us saying we don't like the player. We don't think I, he I has value. We do. Yeah, like if you could keep Bud Dupree, everything that TJ Watt played better with Bud Dupree in the lineup. Yeah. Bud Dupree was starting to really blossom as a pass rusher. I, I'm not saying He's that. I'm saying that it's run. just not going to work out, and that's just what we're predicting here. That's it. Yeah. I I don't buy into the whole Juju's worn out as welcome. I don't think that at all. I think it's just a matter of, he is going to get money that the Steelers cannot afford to pay him, and especially when they do a pretty good job of drafting wide receivers and replacing them. Put it that way. So, Dave, do you have another one? I like I said, I had five on the list. We've named them all. I don't know if you have any other ones that weren't completely can, obvious. Yes, but they're not ones to really go into a lot. I didn't know if you wanted to. to we going to do this and then take our break. Um, after after you're done, we'll take our break. Yeah. yeah, there's to me. There are several fringe players. Four players that I will list that I would call fringe players. J. Ron Elliott, Gerald Hawkins, Danny Isadora, Cassius Marsh. Those were all players that were on the team that I don't see them sticking around unless they're all back at the league minimum. And then they're then they stick around. They're one of those guys that were like, we, you know, to me, you offer them the league minimum to come into camp. And if they just decide they want to go try somewhere else, let them go. All right. I agree. Can't disagree. Brian, anything to add there? No. All right. He's not the best color man in the league for nothing, <laughs> folks. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about some Ben Roethlisberger talk and the impact that he that's going to have on the Steelers offseason, uh, as well as some trivia. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.